Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights the work of community leaders, tech entrepreneurs, nonprofit professionals, and talent development advocates in Tulsa. Grow With Us is a podcast of In Tulsa. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Chris Vandy, the Chief Marketing Officer for Icon XR Studios. We discuss Icon XR Studios, Chris's journey back to Tulsa and through programs like Holberton and Builders and Backers, and his work with Studio 66, a queer art-led organization in Tulsa. Chris, I'm so excited for you to be here on this episode of Grow With Us. Evan, I'm so excited to finally be here. You're Thank here. You for having me. Yes. We've been chatting about it <laughs> for a little bit, and I'm so glad we're here. It's true. Uh, I told you, I was like, I just want to wait. I want to wait for the right moment. Yes. And that moment is now. Absolutely. <laughs> we're going to jump into exactly why it's the right moment, which I'm so excited to kind of hear just more about your story. You're such a... I think an icon in this community and that I'm really excited to share uh, your gifts and you you to share everything that you've been working on with this this little audience of this little <laughs> podcast we have. You you can't gas me up this this early in the episode. Like <laughs> I'll float away. I love it. No, well let's let's get started. I'd love for you to kind of just introduce yourself, tell us your story in whatever way you're comfortable. Sure. So I'm Chris Vandy. Uh, I'm born and raised in Tulsa, but I spent some time away. Uh, I lived in New York City for a long time, uh, a retired Broadway performer, uh, and came back to Tulsa and reinvested in my schooling. So I went to Holberton, uh, studied augmented and virtual reality with Holberton, and now I'm here with Icon XR. We're a full-service marketing agency that focuses specifically on XR experience. That is awesome. Oh my gosh, I don't think I knew about the Broadway part. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's Why a, is it not more obvious to me? <laughs> it's, it's an interesting story to to help people forget uh-huh, that uh-huh. side of yourself, and then focus specifically as a a technol a creative yeah. technologist is how I like to self describe a rebrand in a way a, f- a full rebrand. <laughs> These legs don't kick the face anymore. We're focused <laughs> focused on the technology. I love it. Well. I'm going to ask you one more question about Broadway. <laughs> what was your favorite production we're working on? Uh, it's That's a really t- hard question for me. There's two that really stand out. I toured with Chicago the Musical. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which was incredible to Let be. Shits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's really special to be a part of a brand that so many people know and understand. Yes. Um, so being just a part of that world was so exciting and the same story kind of applies i toured as well with dirty dancing oh okay when you again when you are part of a story yeah that people know and the nostalgia around that story and that that brand uh it's just it's super exciting because people i mean seeing the look on their faces when you when you tell that story in a Mm -hmm. different way or when you do it live yeah uh, is really exciting absolutely oh those are those are great answers i think those like (laughs) the movies have like probably made more people fans of those not that i think broadway has its own following of course and like any any production on stage has like a different uh audience than the movies but i i 
that was my introduction to both of those. Well, I watched the Chicago the movie. I need to see Chicago live because I think that I would gag and it would be amazing <laughs> and everything. Um, Dirty Dancing is still one that I haven't like. I don't think I've ever gone back and like experienced it for the first time. So I'm like, stage or screen? Like, which one? You never know. How's it going to affect me? I know. Um, but that's awesome. I Thank you for sharing a little bit about that. I, I think of it's, uh, of course, like, it's something you carry into this, even if it's a, a rebrand. Um, but the technology part is so exciting because it's been something you're super passionate about. Absolutely. I mean, Tulsa has been such a huge part of my story in all of these aspects, right? Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, and their investment in the arts allowed me to have visual reference for these mediums. Uh, being a part of working with the Tulsa Ballet, performing at the PAC, all of this as a young child is not something everyone has access to. Yeah. So I took that into my life in New York City for a long time. And then, you know, coming back now, all of that experience has helped me tell stories in different ways. And Tulsa is a still... Or, Tulsa is still a huge part of that because they have invested in me yeah. to come back and reinvest in my education and reinvent myself and do something new and exciting. So it's yeah. it's really incredible to to see all of that just for myself, like selfishly see the growth and the different opportunities that I've had here and reposition myself. Yeah, absolutely. I think what's really cool about that part in particular is like having experience with those communities like kind of in like the fostering nurturing community like when you're either a child or a young performer like getting to experience what that was like and then also kind of experiencing it as an adult whether you're working with those artists now or like those are just part of your peers you grew up with those folks some of those folks are still doing it um you're doing that in like a cool a, a town that i think has like still a um, particular type of like appreciation for it because of like the local community investing in it, making it still feel valued. I think is a huge part of like how these things have longevity um, as mainstays in our culture and how we can continue to consume art. And you're kind of, I think through what you're doing now with like technology, you're kind of creating us another layer in which we can experience that art and it can impact us as, as people. Absolutely. Uh, at Icon XR, we're really focused on also being able to contribute in Tulsa uh, to any entity really that wants to take a leap into this like new uh, new age of technology. It's a it's an immersive presentation. Uh, it's a new and exciting way to engage audiences. Yeah. Um, so we're excited to see where this journey takes us and hopefully we'll be able to like merge those worlds. It, it does take a, a very unique perspective to uh, communicate across these different industries, right? And yeah. I'm I'm really excited to hopefully have some creative uh, conversations coming up of how we can translate and uh, blend those realities, if you will. Come on, realities! Hey, <laughs> that, that is Icon XR's tagline: is uh, blending realities, nice, amplifying brands. Ooh. That's what we do. We want to tell stories in new and exciting ways and amplify that message and uh, just create cool new ways of engagement. I think it's a great tagline. And you're building here in Tulsa. I think Tulsa is a big part of your story from growing up and, and being born here and everything. Like, what has your time in Tulsa growing up, your time away, and your time back, how has that relationship for you changed over time? I think you've you've got quite a bit of experience. Yeah, I, you know, that's, that's a great question. I haven't thought about, like, that full scope. So we'll work this out together. I've always loved Tulsa. Uh, growing up and being able to have access to those creative entities that I was describing uh, allowed me to want 
to to take a new leap, you know, pursue no. it professionally and do uh, performance art on a bigger scale. I may or may not have chosen to venture away from Tulsa if I didn't have those desires. Mm-hmm. I was always very comfortable here. Uh, I attended for a very short time the University of Tulsa and decided performance and creative was my direction. But yeah. I was, you know, fully invested in Tulsa for a very long time and. Moving away, I always loved coming back. My family is here in Tulsa, um, and it's been really exciting in that time that I was away to see Tulsa grow. Yeah. Uh, as I was leaving, a lot of these ideas of making Tulsa bigger and a world-class city were kind of just coming about. Uh, the investment in Tulsa's downtown was just an idea at that time. Yeah. And over those 11 years, being able to literally come back and experience the newness and how exciting Tulsa was becoming was wild. Yeah. Uh, it was just so encouraging to be like, ah, oh, this is great. To, when, when you have that moment away, you're able to appreciate the growth more. Yeah. Uh, so during those 11 years, I saw that growth happening. And uh, in 2020, uh, old COVID shut down uh, my whole life. Yeah. I was working in the gig economy. I was a performer. I was still auditioning. And all of those opportunities halted for me in New York City. Um, Having that scope, or excuse me, having that like frame of reference and understanding of what was going on in Tulsa, it was a no-brainer to to research opportunities and research how I could um, forge a new path for myself. So that was exciting to even have that be a consideration. It really wasn't the plan, uh, but... It was, a, it, again, it was a no-brainer. The, yeah. There was really no other choice. It was obvious that I wanted to come back to Tulsa. And since being back, it has been a truly incredible experience to experience yeah. these uh, investments in art, in culture, in technology, in creating a world-class city here in Tulsa. To be yeah. the beneficiary of all of these programs uh, has been incredible. I have felt uplifted by Tulsa in so many ways. I've been supported by Tulsa in so many ways. And Tulsa is so invested in forging new relationships, partnerships, collaborations. And yeah. I think that is key to the growth and success that's happening. And it's it's really been incredible to be a part of that. So it's really exciting. Yeah. I uh, Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And it, just in hearing you say it like that, I, I kind of, of course, I'm looking at my life too in a lot of ways there's a lot of similarities like for me Tulsa wasn't where I was going to head after college I had my time away and it was in uh, New Hampshire and I I had eyes for the big city (laughs) and you know kind of the with the opportunity or just the choice being limited via the pandemic and things like that I think that it became a no-brainer really quickly like yeah I I think I do want to stay in a place where I'm comfortable I know I'm like I can tell you where to get anywhere in Tulsa like very very quickly I got the map of the city memorized in my brain I could have gone anywhere else and that wouldn't have been a thing I would have been like lost of course I would have found my way I'm confident in that stuff but you know I think the opportunities that started to open up after we kind of started emerging from the pandemic and even in the darkest days there were still opportunities still um, that you know, I, I have continued to be like, this is a place where if I keep saying, hey, I want I want to do this. Hey, I want to experience uh, this opportunity or I want to try this thing. There has been more and more organizations, people rising to meet me where I'm at. And I think that that's been the same same situation for you in a lot of ways where you've gotten this opportunity to kind of like 
flourish or at least like open, spread your wings in a different way. Um, that that's really kind of set you on this path. The the ability to experiment, the ability to try new things, yeah. Uh, the ability to be heard with like crazy future forward ideas, yeah. Uh, that is something that is really really special. And yeah. another thing that I've always known about Tulsa is it is not everywhere that the city that you live in is so invested in making those things possible. Yeah. So it's, it is, it's really exciting to, to be a part of this ecosystem. It's truly special. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think that it's that the stakes are lower or what, what do you feel like is the combination? I think for, I'll answer it first. So I, I'm like not making you expose yourself because I don't, I, when I was even in asking that, it's not like the stakes are lower. I just think the opportunity to fail is less or like the consequences of failing are less. Like if we're thinking, if we're comparing apples and oranges, New York City and Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you go out and on a, on a whim, spend all your time, all your energy, and maybe even a lot of your money, like putting it into something that might end up, might end up failing or could fail or whatever, then you lose a lot of things. I think here in Tulsa, maybe where I feel like maybe the stakes are a little lower because there's a lot of more, a lot more resources for success. Maybe I'm putting other people's money up for uh, an opportunity or, th or something like where there is this like support that doesn't make me feel like I would lose it all. And in, in any given point, I don't know. That's kind of the, the, that's, I think the dichotomy that people get in with like big cities, like bigger, bigger consequences, bigger scale, bigger things. But I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I, I hear you. I, I agree with a lot of that. I don't, I, for me personally, I don't think the stakes are lower. Mm -hmm. For me, I would pursue what I'm doing with the same tenacity, I think, anywhere. Yes. I think you're a, a billion percent correct. The The barriers to entry are lower here. Yeah. Um, the opportunity to partner with uh, others and potentially receive grant funding or get plugged into these ecosystems is easier. Yeah. There is a little bit less not a little bit. There's quite a bit less competition in certain spaces. Yeah. But to me, that's a bonus. Yeah. So, ayo. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess I look at it from a personal perspective, where the stakes for me are the same. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm thankful that the barriers to entry in Tulsa are lower. Yeah. I'm I'm grateful that there may be less competition. Uh, but I think you know, again, that like ability to experiment and possibly fail without putting, you know, your livelihood or your ability to function on the line yeah. is excellent. Yeah. Um, so that's like a roundabout way of- I love it. No, Yes, I knowing that. I think that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Cause I, I think there is like a connotation about like the stakes being lower, meaning that's like devaluing it or something like sure. that. And that's not the implication I'm trying to make. It's it's more like, do you feel like you can approach a situation differently? And, and the answer is yes, for all the reasons that you said. Yeah, I agree. I, I certainly approach things differently. That, yeah. that for sure is true. Yeah. I do have more confidence here to present my ideas and to put something wild out there. Yeah. Um, so that that is true for sure. Yeah. And speaking of like pursuing different things and, and trying new things, um, you know, professionally speaking, you came to Tulsa and one of the first things, well, maybe not one of the first things you did, but one, one of the things that you did was attended the Holber Holberton School for Software Engineering. Yes. And so what was that experience like for you and how has it prepared you for your role at Icon mm -hmm. or even other opportunities that you've had the opportunity to do? For sure. So uh, 
I really did a huge part of my decision to come back to Tulsa was uh, to pursue furthering my education. And Holberton was absolutely at the forefront of my decision-making process. Yeah. I'm so thankful for the experience that I had at Holberton. Holberton, uh, again, talking about access, Holberton breaks down barriers for people who want to pursue their education that might be interested in software or technology. Um, I will say it is a very challenging program. Yeah. Uh, I was not prepared for how challenging it was, but I think I met that challenge head on and I'm so uh, proud of the work that I did while I was there. Holberton does an incredible job of uh, mentoring their students and providing runway and access to future opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a huge proponent of that program and I think it's going to change the way Tulsa is able to do business yeah. because people do not have to uh, fear about how they might fund their education because of the way Holberton provides access to those resources. Yeah. I'm so happy that I chose Holberton. Um, Holberton also provided a runway for me to apply for the Heartland Forward Builders and Backers program, where I presented um, a concept called Hero Analytics, which is the runway that has led me to Icon XR Studios, um, essentially just creating an ecosystem where mixed reality or XR experiences can provide data to stakeholders or clients in revolutionary ways. We yeah. can apply data and uh, capture from spatial experiences and inform marketing practices. And this is a, a very new uh, direction. I, wow. it's, I, it's very strange to call one's self a pioneer, uh, but when you're <laughs> at the beginning of uh, new applications of data or new applications of new technology, yeah. uh, I hear that phrase tossed around a lot. And you really do have to present wild ideas. Absolutely. Things have never really been done before in these specific ways. So it's it's a big experiment, but uh, it's very exciting to like be here and have Holberton have kind of led me through this path of discovery, uh, receive mentorship through Builders and Backers and Heartland Forward, and then now be quite a bit more prepared for my role at Icon XR. That's amazing. No, I, I love that. I, I remember when we were first getting like familiar with each other at some of the events that you were uh, a part of, which we'll talk about later, but um, you were like knee deep in Holberton. And I was like, maybe you got demo day coming up. Uh -huh. And you were like, I don't know how I'm here, but we're going to get there. Yes. I mean, again, you know, it, it is a really challenging program and yeah. it's challenging because it truly prepares you for the workplace. The, yeah. the way that you learn is different than traditional academic institutions. The way that you apply yourself to projects at school is yeah. quite a bit different than a traditional academic institution. Uh, it, it is a full-time commitment, yeah. uh, but again, so thankful for uh, that learning experience and it, it is very different. But after all was said and done, I was like, ah, yeah. I see. Here I am trying to build this business and I'm so thankful that now I know these tips and tricks. I have these tools in my belt yeah. and I, I know how to use them a little better than I would have if I were to fall on my face <laughs> in, in that type of environment. It's better to fall on your face at school. Yeah, absolutely. And that I think lo we're back to stakes, lower stakes. There's just opportunities to receive mentorship and receive that um that feedback on, you know, the work and the effort that you put into something in, a, in an environment that is conducive to learning instead of like, you know, uh, our livelihood or things like that. It's not a job just yet. You're still learning and you're giving you're given that grace. Yep. I think what's cool about um, we've had a couple of Holberton graduates on the podcast. And I, I think 
I, I'm a huge fan of the program as well. I, I think my biggest um, thing that I love to tell everybody is the access piece. Uh, I have a lot of co- folks that are in my kind of like personal vicinity that I've like really, really encouraged to look into that opportunity. And, it, and I, I think even with, and this is not a like criticism of Holberton at all, I think it's just a testament to why their, their, access, their accessibility is so important. Some people can't even see themselves being worthy of that type of um, experience where, you know, you're able, I think specifically the income share agreement and, and how like you're able to go to school for free essentially until like a certain period. Everyone is so used to in this system that we live in needing something up front from me. You know, I can't sacrifice this. I can't sacrifice that um, in order to like invest in myself. And I find that really I feel I feel I feel like that is in particular like the challenge that Holberton has in in broaching the Tulsa community is like convincing us that we are able to engage in an opportunity like that. And I, I find that really novel and cool. I love that Holberton is is doing that. One thing that I experienced personally as a student at Holberton because of the way students uh, are accepted and go through the program with those low barriers to entry, there was also less competitive nature ingrained in the Mm -hmm. learning experience. Everyone was there with the common goal of learning these skills, working together, and figuring out how you know, each person wanted to use these skills for their futures, right? Um, There are so many ways you can leave Holberton and pursue opportunities. It was a very unique experience for me not to feel like I was constantly in competition with my peers. Yeah, Uh, It is a very rare occasion, I imagine, that students don't feel like they need to rank or they don't feel like they need to be at the top or Mm -hmm. prove themselves in a very, uh, you know, special way. But Holberton promotes teamwork, learning together uh, and, and a a full picture experience that I think is, is super, super special. I've never, never had that type of experience anywhere. I love that. And I I think it, I think it allows you to approach the work that you're doing now at Icon XR, like in a different way. Also, your experience is so fresh. All the ways that you learned how to approach these problems is like, right is now like what you're doing in your, in your professional job, which is so cool. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's hop in. Let's hop into Icon. Um, I, I think it's iconic name. Um, let's talk about Icon XR. Please tell me everything that you want us to know about what you guys are doing. I, I'm, I'm, we're happy to share. Absolutely. So Icon XR is the product of a conversation I had with my CEO, Christina Veltri. Christina comes from a traditional marketing background. She moved to Tulsa on the Tulsa Remote Program. Uh, she operated previously at a traditional marketing agency out of Denver. And at the time, they uh, paid for some research to be done about the landscape of the marketing industry. And the research they received told them that XR, mixed reality, augmented and virtual reality, was going to become a huge piece of the market spend over the next decade. Uh, Christina closely watched the data and the numbers were lining up. This is over the last five years. Um, So over the last year, Christina chose to completely reposition herself with a marketing uh, perspective of XR only. After she moved to Tulsa, uh, Holberton made a warm intro for me to Christina, and we learned that our approach to marketing, telling stories, and using XR technology to do that 
uh, had a very common thread. Yeah. So together we created Icon XR Studios. And really the, the full picture with Icon is that we're a full scope marketing agency. We help our clients uh, from the idea process all the way through the development process of uh, a white label web application uh, and the implementation of the product that we help them build. So again, uh, Icon's Icon XR Studios tagline is blending realities, amplifying brands. And that's exactly what we aim to do with our products. Um, it is being a pioneer in the XR space. It, uh, I've had a lot of conversations about, number one, how do we even access XR at our brand? Yeah. How do we even use this tool? It's so new. We're, we're confused about where to start. Um, how do we market XR to our clients? Once we have this very expensive product, how do we even put it in our consumers' hands? Yeah. And then what's the best way to use these technologies in ways that the public understands how to use intuitively? Yeah. Um, so we're here to have those conversations. We're here to facilitate um, an easy creative process all the way from the idea to the, the end user with our clients. Yeah. Uh, and it's been really, really exciting to take this off the ground. We're having uh, revolutionary conversations with giant marketing companies to learn how Icon can create experiences where our data or spatial analytics from our experiences can inform user ID profiles, targeted marketing practices. And I know people, uh, they often have a, a jerk reaction when we say, oh, they have my information. I'm, I'm being targeted. Um, <laughs> we're, we're trying to create experiences that are intuitive to people and help them and to create experiences that are intuitive and help people in their purchasing journeys that might otherwise be uh, annoying to them. Yeah. I, I'm a consumer that doesn't like to be sold. Mm. I like to make the decisions. Yeah. I like to think I'm in charge. And I think when brands can effectively help me feel like I'm in charge, it's it's a better experience. So yeah, we're that's what we do. That's what we're up to. Um, that's the road we're on. That's awesome. I love that. I I think there's so many there's so many directions we could go with this. One thing I want to say is I feel like you were kind of instrumental in maybe one of my first uh, VR experiences, like at Holberton or even at like an event that you had put on, um, which is really interesting to me because like I think it kind of. Uh, I have a very elementary understanding of everything. And so maybe I'll just start with a, a question right back to you about this. XR means augmented and virtual as kind of like one co-encompassing word, or how would you describe the distinction? You're exactly right. Okay. So there's a lot of acronyms out there. We've got AR, VR, XR. Mm -hmm. XR, it, the way I like to describe it is that XR is the umbrella term for all of these uh realities, if you will. Okay. Virtual reality specifically is where you only see digital elements. Mm -hmm. So you might have a headset on and you're looking at screens. There's no real world overlay. Yes. Augmented and mixed reality, super similar, are when a camera or other digital elements would be capturing live. So you mm -hmm. can see the world around you and digital elements on top. Gotcha, gotcha. XR is kind of a moniker that encompasses all of those. And at Icon, we can build virtual reality experiences. We can build mixed reality experiences for a virtual reality headset or digital uh, mobile devices. The the whole the whole picture. So we're okay. we're trying to help people get to XR uh, as one one moniker that 
rules them all. Yeah, if you will. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're approaching your marketing budget as like a business, you know, we're going to spend X amount in XR, which is going to be encompassing of like a VR experience or an AR experience or an element of both, essentially. Absolutely. There's gotcha. tons of ways that you could employ, uh, deploy all of these strategies. Yeah, I think I think especially I'm trying to remember specifically and it might if I mention something along the lines it might draw your memory too but the experience that I did with you it was a VR experience I think it was at Holberton and I feel like we were trying on clothes. I feel like there was a fashion element to it or like where no it's it maybe it's it's not that. Um Anyways, <laughs> it was cool because, like, like I said, I think the main thing was that it was my first VR experience, and like virtual reality is something that I, I would still say, and I, I think you could probably still reasonably say this, um, even working professionally in the space, like it's something that not a lot of people have like a a ton of access to, but I think it's growing and growing and growing, hence kind of this market growth. Um, something that I did recently with uh, the gathering place over spring break, they had us volunteer and we were putting these kids in VR. And I was like, this is a six-year-old experiencing VR. And I'm like almost 26 and I've only done it once. Like yeah. this kid was like, my dad has one at home. And I'm like, okay, we're, I think we're on the other side of this whole, like the accent, not we're on the other side of it, but like, I think it is becoming more popular in so many ways. So using totally. it as like, Using it for marketing and using it for these like experiences that I think kind of create a different user experience. I love the way you describe that dynamic about like, you know, I don't want to be sold something. I want to feel like I'm having the ability to walk in somewhere, you know, see it, look at it for my own like brand aesthetic, whatever, and make that decision. But then <laughs> what I'm imagining is like, then you turn around and there's like all these things marketing it to you at the same time. But it's like, no, it's my decision because I walked in and immediately identified that specific thing. So um, I don't know. That's a little bit of marketing rambling, but it's I, I think it's I think it is like all to say that I really do. I think that you guys are landing on something really novel. And I am excited to see how more and more people use this type of uh, technology to explore those different options for folks. I think it's really important for, for me when I align myself with a brand. Mm -hmm. Let's just, you know, we can talk about fashion. Mm -hmm. I choose to go back to the store or the website because, like you said, I align with the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I think these things suit me well. With mixed reality and with innovations in technology, that same shopping experience that I might have on a website now can be spatial. Yeah. Instead of using my keyboard to visit a website, I can go to the store in my home yeah. and being able to curate for consumers in ways that make it feel like that experience is curated for them specifically yeah. is a really exciting idea. You know, yeah. I like to describe it as a pop-up that can be anywhere, anytime. Yeah. We, uh, we call it always on. Um, pop-ups, traditionally, a physical pop-up has a million cost prohibitive factors associated with it. Yes. The marketing materials are very expensive. How do we get them there? Who physically is there to set them up? How much mm -hmm. do we have to pay to even be in that space? I mean, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars to capture some great PR for a brand. Yeah. Now we can offer a fully spatial experience for people at home, anywhere, all yeah. the time. Um, I don't want to pretend like Mixed reality, augmented virtual is not an expensive 
product to build. But when we're talking about comparing apples to oranges, the same $150,000 may have a vastly different reach. Yeah, and And impact, absolutely. 100%. The way that we can learn from that experience is entirely different than people physically at a a store. It, It might make one quite uncomfortable to understand that there were cameras positioned in a store watching what you did in a physical location. Yeah. But if you visit an XR pop-up and you put certain items on and you try things on, there's a little more comfort ability in, you know, allowing a brand to understand that I tried this on, maybe I like this as opposed to being watched. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm absolutely putting myself in the Louis Vuitton bag store, like, you know, <laughs> using the controller to, like, control something that makes me pick it up and then I get the feel. I don't know. Like, that experience compared to, I don't know, I'm kind of also thinking about, like, the accessibility of, like, well, maybe I don't want to be, I'm not comfortable walking into a Louis Vuitton store because I'm, you know, I don't know if I have that budget. But if I get the experience that through virtual reality and I don't know, it kind of breaks down that barrier of like self-selecting yourself out of those things. Totally. You know, there there's, I don't want to position myself as one who thinks that XR will ever replace the actual experience of being somewhere. Yeah. I know that there are very special experiences that you can only have in person. There's no uh, replacement for being able to touch the leather on a bag, or to smell the smells at a restaurant, for example. However, the accessibility is what's really interesting. And helping me find the products that are best for me and be able to comfortably experience them on my own terms before I go in is a a really interesting idea. And helping brands or businesses curate uh, my in-store experience and my digital experience simultaneously is is something that's really interesting to me. Absolutely. What are some exciting projects that you guys ha- I'm, I guess it's related to business so share whatever is non-proprietary sure. of course is it okay you- if I like don't name names but I Absolutely. generally speak generally about what we're doing about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be like uh, off the books but <laughs> the, the, we're working on a lot of cool projects right now where the, the ink is not quite dry yes. so conceptually I, I'm happy to talk about those because I, I really do think we're going to make some big waves coming up with the yes. way that we're using these technologies so yeah Uh, Right now, we're working with a major marketing entity uh, to discover if we can supplement their user ID profiles on one of their uh, global verticals through the use of mixed reality experiences. Uh, And really what that comes down to is that we know that there is an inherent purchase journey associated with a, a singular, very high value product. This is something... Nearly everyone goes through every couple of years. It's a big decision. It's a big commitment. Uh, it's also something that people notoriously talk about being a hassle. Yeah. I don't want to go through this being sold, this sales mini experience. I just want to run this all by myself. Yeah. So we're, we're helping people customize these items and helping brands learn about how their consumers choose to do that. Yeah. And then being able to more effectively reach that point of sale, making everyone feel more comfortable. So that's really exciting. Um, That's one of the the bigger projects we're on right now. And then we're also uh, dipping our toes uh, into uh, potentially offering some, this this idea of the pop-up that I described, right? Yeah, yeah. Working with um, mental health agencies to advertise uh, life-saving resources uh, and make those experiences, again, more accessible to people. 
I, it, it really resonated with me the way that you described, like, I might not want to walk in to this space because I'm just not sure if I'm ready to commit to this yet. Yeah. Uh, there can also be some unfortunate mental roadblocks when it comes to uh, showing up in person to, to certain events or positioning yourself, not wanting to admit like, oh, I want to be here or, oh, I need this or, oh, my friend needs this. I want to learn more. We're trying to break down those barriers and make information, resources and experiences easy, yeah. super comfortable. Um, so those are the two big projects that we're working on right now. Um, again, like trailblazing this use case of XR uh, in both a sales vertical as well as like life-saving resources yeah. to help people educate themselves and access these tools. Oh, uh, I love that. That's that's what we're pursuant of right now. And I'm hoping that we're able to show those projects off uh, in Q1 of 2024. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. I, I think you guys, I think you're using the exact right terminology when it comes to like pioneering and trailblazing, because in a lot of ways, I think you touched on this earlier. It is like a completely new market, a completely new landscape for how these things can be, you know, utilized for either a marketing budget or for like an experience budget, like, you know, big scale events, things like that. I, th I think that, you know, there's no one telling you how to do this. You're creating the technology and, and the proposals for these, you know, potentially these clients to say, we actually want to see what that looks like. And and I think that that's kind of, th those are the big waves. Those people that make those big splashes and and um, use creative technology and, and use cutting edge technology to like uh, trailblaze. I, it really is the right word to, to describe what you guys are doing, which is so, so exciting. Got a big icon fan over here. <laughs> I, I appreciate that so much. I, I really do think that making experience available to everyone is really important. There's yeah. accessibility issues there, but there's also just the ability to allow more people to engage with your brand. Yeah. It's not always possible uh, to, to travel or spend money on tickets or, or do certain things to participate, but there are absolutely ways to provide access through experience to everyone. And, you know, uh, that education process when it comes to branding or aligning potential consumers with your brand, I think is a really strong way to make impressions. So the storytelling there is really important. Meeting consumers where they're at is really important. And then providing a runway for them to maybe make a big commitment or maybe choose to align with a brand on, on their own terms yeah. is something that's really special. Absolutely. I think that you everything you just said is also... <laughs> I I was gonna try to do the like a cheeky podcaster like segue right into the next question, um, but I I'm already breaking it down, so I'm just gonna jump right in. One thing that I absolutely would be remiss not to talk to you about is your work with Studio Sixty Six, and the reason that what you just said is so applicable to that is because that's exactly how I've kind of felt in um, the type of experiences that you and Carl have created with like studio 66. I know we're going to mention the name a bunch before we talk about it specifically what it is, but I want to get this point across about how like experiencing something like queer culture in a place like Tulsa is, is unique and new to me because I wasn't necessarily a, a comfortable, I was a comfortably out high schooler, but like See, I didn't know what all the cool gay people were doing in Tulsa when I was in high school. And I think it's fair to say, like, they weren't doing a lot. I don't know. I don't want to be pejorative or anything. But um, those were distinct spaces that were, like, different than what I was exposed to in high school. And I think really in my what I'm trying to get across in saying this is specifically, like, the experiences that you that 
Studio 66 has like provided me as a queer person is like the ability to experience drag race like in a public setting in the way that everybody else around the world gets to do apparently because <laughs> I'm always jealous of them but now we get to do it and then things like the Barbie ball and the and backdoor Betty these like big scale parties where you know, maybe it does feel like Halloween all, all year round, but that's the fun part. We get to dress up and be, and just be, and it's, it's everything. I, I'll let you respond to all of this um, as, as a, as a mastermind creative behind it. So first of all, thank you. I, it really, it touches me um, to, to observe the impact of studio 66. Uh, it was not something when I moved back to Tulsa that was top of mind to pursue but working with Carl Jones, my co-director at Studio 66, has been an absolute magical experience. Uh, I also, I would be remiss to not mention that all of the entities that we've talked about here in Tulsa have been so accepting and so uh, forward-thinking when it comes to creating safe, collaborative spaces for queer people. Yeah, Holberton, incredible opportunity uh, to work with others like myself and others who are different. They facilitate that collaboration so well. Yeah. Thank you to Holberton for that. Thank you to all of the Tulsa entities who are really out there working for queer people in Tulsa to allow for the creation of safe spaces and for culture to exist across the board. Yeah. And we know that there are so many uh, colors of the rainbow, not to be like way too tongue in cheek, but yes. there are so many uh, groups that deserve to be in the spotlight, that deserve attention, that deserve spaces for themselves. And I see uh, the investment on the part of Tulsa to make that happen. Um, Studio 66 exists to create art forward, safe, queer spaces where people can simply exist with each other. Uh, it is not about being a gay man. It's not about being a lesbian woman. It's not about your gender identity or sexuality. It's about coming together and supporting each other and f being your authentic self. Yeah. So we are uh, so excited to be doing new and innovative things and pushing forward and uh, creating new partnerships in that space to you know build on that culture. Yeah. Um, I, I, I align with you very much that I don't want to downplay things that, were happening in the 11 years that I was away from Tulsa. Mm -hmm. But in the three years that I've been back, I have seen other entities that are similar to Studio 66 and that they are queer-led, queer-operated entities built for their own communities uh, thrive and flourish. Mm -hmm. And that comes with their own range of programming, that comes with uh, collaboration with other communities. It's so exciting to see... Yeah all of these leaders coming together and working for the, the greater good, if you will, um, yeah. it, it creates a very, again, a, a unique space um, that you don't find in every city. Yeah. You know, queer people often, you know, make the joke that if you don't live in a, a big city on a coast, that the queer experience is going to be very different. And obviously the experience here in Tulsa is different than all of those cities, yeah. but it is very unique in that you would not expect how diverse and how large uh, it is. Yeah. So I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm excited to continue pushing the boundaries on what we can do and how we can involve others yeah. and 
do that work. Always collaborative. I think that's something I've observed about um, the work that you guys do at Studio 66 is that it's it's not just a Studio 66 presents <laughs> anything because it is exactly kind of what you're saying. There are a plethora of organizations that are, uh, you know, looking to create those experiences or opportunities for people to experience art or, you know, their their product or, you know, anything that they put on, like their programming specifically. I think you you all do a great op- great job of kind of blending those experiences, and but also kind of putting your stamp on it in a way. Um, yeah, we could talk forever. I've, I, I have like so many stories about all of the all the fun I've had at your events because like it truly I know that you get jokes uh, about this from your friends too but you're our social calendars you get to plan fun things for us to go to and that's so fun uh I I really do appreciate it it touches me to to hear that uh the work has been felt by other people and you know that that collaboration that you're describing is is something that I am a huge proponent of in all of the things we've talked about. Yeah. I am a very humble believer in that without collaboration, much would not be possible. Um, I can do a lot of things. I come with my own set of superpowers, but I've always uh, found the greatest successes when I find other people that have superpowers that I don't mm-hmm. and lifting them up and allowing all of us to put those superpowers together. I think, yeah. I think that's how uh, big things happen. And that's yeah. how you make real impact is making people and their uh, experience valid and felt and seen. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, I, only, I, I, I am who I am, and that does not speak for everybody. Yeah. And I try my best to um, make sure that, I mean, I, I like to stand in the background of this a lot. Um, I, I don't tell a lot of people that, Carl and I are uh, the driving force behind Studio 66 because it's not about us. It speaks for itself. It's too. not about us. Absolutely. It, it's Absolutely. more important for me, for young queer people to see all of us together yeah. and understand that there's a space for them. Yeah. Even if it's not Studio 66, it can be one of a number of other organizations that yeah. we also support and lift up and make sure have space at our events. And I think that's that's the really important thing. Um, but again, I appreciate your kind words. Absolutely. And thank you for letting me uh, <laughs> knock you or not. Uh, thank you for letting me uh, give you praise for that, because I do think that it's something that, um, you know, as as humble as as you can be, it is sometimes good to accept your accept your work. I don't know. I'm not trying to force you to accept anything. I'm just trying to say I, I do. I do appreciate you. You taking on um the efforts that it is, but also standing uh, humbly in the in the shadows when it's when it feels right, because that's that's where it feels right. We're all just out here. Yeah, we're out here doing our best. Absolutely, and we're going to keep doing that. Chris, this has been an amazing and delightful conversation. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Really, uh, uh, couldn't have asked for a better first pod. This was so fun. Yes. Uh, thank you for letting me share my story about being a Tulsan and icon. And Studio 66, just a, a lot of cool flavors in Tulsa right now. Yeah, absolutely. Any, if there's anything else you want to plug anywhere that you want to point people to, the floor is yours. Thank you. Uh, I would just like to say, if our conversation about XR piqued your interest, hit up Icon XR Studios. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn or Twitter at Icon XR Studios, or you can visit our website, IconXRStudios.com. Uh, 
that's really all I got. We would love to have a conversation uh, about how we can help share your brand story in mixed reality and uh, take things to the next level. New technology, baby. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Evan. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Us. Grow With Us is supported by Intulsa Initiatives. If you're interested in learning more about Intulsa services for job placement and workforce development, please visit talent.intulsa.com. From there, you can join our talent network where you'll get access to our newsletter and our talent team will make sure we put the right opportunities on your radar. We put the choice to pursue a new career and opportunities in your hands. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. It really helps. Grow With Us is edited and engineered by Rant9 Productions and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us.